We're continuing in our series uh, entitled The Pilgrim's Path. This is walking through the Songs of Ascent, which is Psalms 120 through 134. Today in Psalm 124, we see David is described as the author, and this is a psalm of thanksgiving. So he is thanking the Lord for his help in times of trouble in his life. When I was studying this text uh, this week, I came across a story from the 16th century I thought I would share with you. It's really uh, interesting. It goes like this. In 1582, this psalm, Psalm 124, was sung on a very remarkable occasion in Edinburgh. An imprisoned minister, John Dury, had been set free and was met and welcomed on entering his hometown by 200 of his closest friends. The number increased till he found himself in the midst of a company of 2,000 people who began to sing Psalm 124, verses 1 and 2. If it had not been the Lord that was on our side. Let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. They were moved in themselves, and so were all who heard them singing. And one of the chief persecutors at the time who persecuted this man said to have been more alarmed by this sight and song than anything he had seen in Scotland in his entire life. This song today is a song of celebration, a song of thanksgiving for God's help in our time of need. So let's go ahead and turn to Psalm 124 this morning. I'm going to read the entire chapter, um, all eight verses here. A song of ascents of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. When people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. God, we come before you now as people who face many trouble and trials in this life. And God, with the psalmist, we are thankful that we do not enter into that trouble alone, but we have a God who cares for us, who is there present with us as our help in times of need. Father, as we come to your word today, we pray that it would not fall on deaf ears, but you would change us through this time. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So over the summer, uh, Allison and I have um, been watching this new show that's on Paramount Plus called Fire Country. It's a really uh, interesting show, lots of redemption in it. The, the, The story, the plot of the show is about a group of inmates who, based on good behavior, have been given a chance to lower their sentence. And to lower their sentence, they're called to enroll in a fire camp where they go to be trained 
as assistants to the fire department in the mountains of California where there's lots of wildfires that go on. So this show, as they are working with the firefighters, we get to see that they're called episode after episode after episode to all these tragic events, right? Sometimes it is a fire where a lightning is struck on the mountaintop, and they go and they try to put out the fire. Sometimes it's a medical emergency, and they're trying to bring uh, somebody's pulse back. I don't know a whole lot about it. Allison tells me it's pretty realistic, is what she says. But episode after episode, we get to see that there is a call that they are answering to, to rescue people. And one of the more recent episodes that just came out is that they are called to this abandoned mine where this Girl Scout troop was in the woods and they entered into this abandoned mine and the entrance collapsed and the girls were trapped inside. So the team of firefighters along this group of inmates cleared the initial path to get through and they sent in two firefighters to go in to try to navigate these coal mines to find these three girls that were back there. And they did end up finding the three girls, but then another entrapment fell right in front of them. You know, it's kind of drama TV, right? So it's like one thing after the other that kind of happens. But another, another, they were entrapped again, right? One of the firefighters was trained in TNT and seen some back. So he blows a big explosion. And, you know, the last scene in the episode is these two firefighters holding three girls coming through the smoke, right? It's kind of a beautiful thing. But we see that on their own, these nine, ten-year-old girls would never have been able to get out of the deathly trouble they found themselves in. Their trouble would have, like the psalmist said today, swallowed them alive. And it's probably not going to be finding our life at risk in a coal mine. But all of us in the room will face trouble in life. We have faced trouble. We will face trouble. Maybe we are facing trouble now, today. It may be the loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, a wayward children, loss of direction in life, but we will all face trouble in our own life. And the truth is, what this psalm gets at is that we cannot stand against the trouble that this life throws at us on our own. This psalm says, if it weren't for the Lord, these troubles would swallow us whole. But as Christians, we know that we do not go at trouble alone. Remember, this is a psalm of thanksgiving. It is not a psalm of lament. The beautiful thing is that we go into trouble and knowing that God is there, and we see the psalmist here thanking God for being present with them amidst the trouble. So our big idea for today, the theme of the text that we're looking at, is the Lord is our help in times of need. The Lord is our help in times of need. This is in your bulletin. Uh, It'll be up on the screens as well. And the outline we're looking at today is there's four main metaphors in this psalm. A dragon swallowing its prey. I'll talk about that. There's no mention of dragon, but a lot of scholars talk about that idea being in the metaphor. A flood submerging its victims. An animal grinding its prey. And then fourth, a bird entangled in a trap. And we're going to look at all four of these metaphors through the structure of trouble and help. We're going to see the trouble that's presented and then the help that comes from God in all four of these metaphors that are given. But before we get into the first metaphor, it's good for us to remember that these are songs that were chanted, right? Songs that were sung in thanksgiving, looking back on trouble that God's people had gone through. And it said, if it weren't for the Lord, 
we would not be here today. This is a psalm of thanksgiving, and he begins in verses 1 through 2 and says this, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. So David writes this psalm. Remember, it's a song, and he's including the congregation. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, you can think about it. If you've been to a concert, many artists will do this. They'll sing the first part of a chorus, and they'll say, everybody together now. And he's having us join in. This is what he's doing here. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, everyone join together. And the congregation says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. David announces the theme of the song, and everyone joins in. Because God's help is not a private event. It is a corporate one. It's one that we celebrate, that God has been with me in the difficult times in life. So he begins with that, if it had not been for the Lord. And then he goes to celebrate how the Lord has been so faithful in these four different areas of trouble that he faced. And it's good for us in a psalm like this to realize that he doesn't say that trouble won't come your way. He's not saying he's going to withhold trouble from you. He says, the Lord was with me amidst my trouble. One theologian uh, says, this psalmist is not a person talking about the good life, how God has kept him out of all difficulty. The person has actually gone through the worst, the dragon's mouth, the flood's torrent, and finds himself intact. He was not abandoned, but helped. The final strength is not in the dragon or the flood, but in God who didn't go off and leave us. So there are four metaphors here that David uses to talk about the trouble that Israel had faced. And I would say they're very generic in wording and they can be applied very generally. We actually don't know. Many scholars, there's lots of debate on what, trying to pinpoint, you know, a lot of times in Psalms, they can pinpoint what David was going through in his life. And in this Psalm specifically, there's not a consensus. It could, could be this, it could be this, and you could run with this, but there's a lot of uh, debate about it. It's not um, very clear on where he is. So we can see this Psalm is very general and helps us as God's people even today to look to God as our help and thank him when he does help us. So let's first look at a dragon swallowing its prey. This is verse 3. It says this, Then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. So we see from the beginning that this reference to swallowed in the Old Testament almost always pertains to death. It is the death of someone. It is killing someone. That in this case, the trouble that faces the people would have swallowed them whole. You know, one of the great joys that my kids get to uh, participate in as being a, a pastor's, pastor's children is I run by my sermon ideas sometimes and see if they can understand them. Because if they can't, I'm not being clear enough is my idea. So my, young, uh, my middle daughter, Haven, loves dragons, loves dinosaurs, big things like this, right? And... I talked to her about this. I said, you know, a lot of scholars talk about how this is a beast. This is something that can swallow you whole with no, 
need to like come close just swallows you in one bite like a big dragon and she's laughing and stuff right like it's like the dinosaurs that are she had pjs on and there was dinosaurs on them like it's like that t-rex right that can swallow you whole and i said this psalm haven talks about how our troubles in life can be that big and her face went flat (laughs) i don't want that i like the idea of a big dinosaur but i don't like the idea of trouble in my life swallowing me whole, that it is so big, it is so evil, it is so horrendous. You feel like you have no way to defend yourself. Think about conflict with family, devastation in your career, never seeming to find your footing financially. The trouble's so big and it's swallowing you whole. But remember, this is not a psalm of lament. Amidst that trouble, David says, he begins this psalm saying, if it weren't for the Lord, without the Lord's help, this threat, this trouble that is so big would have killed me. Yet, he is by my side. He was there with me amidst the thick, ugly mess. The beautiful thing is, and this is what I ended with, with my daughter, right? The beautiful thing is that he cares for me so much that he is there with me, but not only that, he is bigger than the T-Rex. He is bigger than the dragon. He is bigger than the trouble. And then her face lit up again, right? And our face should too. That God is bigger than anything that we face, even though it feels like this is swallowing me whole. So he goes on, verses 4 and 5. This is a flood submerging its victims. It says this. The flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. So with this, in in the trouble side, we can imagine a flood that not only engulfs and destroys all things, but it sweeps away even the remains of it. In the Middle East, where, where David would have been living in this time, there's lots of uh, water courses, and they all are connected through gravity. And the picture that is given here is that a huge torrential flood comes, and they all fill up. And it's like an instant, one minute, you are well and happy and making plans for the future. And the next minute, the entire world is disarranged by catastrophe. There is no escaping. So sometimes trouble in life comes this way. It's instant with no warning at all. Everything you counted on as sure and necessary for your well-being is stripped. Matt Chandler, one of my, the guys I've listened to for a long time, he's a pastor in Dallas, says, all of us, I've mentioned this before, all of us are just one phone call away from your life being completely shipwrecked. All of us. One minute. It can be good. The trouble sweeps over you like raging waters from bad news from a doctor, death of a loved one, loss of your hope or dreams in a career. In an instant, your life is turned upside down. But remember, when your life hits this point, you are not in it alone, Christian. This is what the psalmist is getting at. That we, can get, we can look to many different things in our life to numb the pain. Alcohol, isolation, overwork, Anger. But the psalmist encourages us, starting with it, 
The Lord is our true help. He is the one who is present in the depth of your pain. When it sweeps over you, when there is water in your lungs, He is there to carry you. He is the one who understands your pain and sits with you in it and helps you through it. The third metaphor is an animal grinding its prey. This is verse 6. It says this, Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. So these last two metaphors, kind of, they change the pace in the psalm. And this is the second half that is thanking God for deliverance. It's kind of giving us a reminder. There's actually a beginning and an end and a middle of reminding that God has not abandoned us in our trouble, but he has been a help for us. So here in verse 6, blessed be the Lord. He's not left us in our trouble. The wicked and the evil in life is like a wild animal who grinds away at his prey. A couple years after Allison and I got married, we went to um, Uganda on a mission trip. And at the tail end, we went on a safari. And I remember it was really cool. We got to see all these like, animals you would see in a zoo here, but in the wild. It's so beautiful. Giraffes and elephants. And I remember we saw a lion, one lion the whole time. When we saw it, it had an animal dangling out of its mouth. <laughs> it had caught its prey, right? And often, this type of death for an animal is slow. It is long and painful. And this is what he's saying here. Maybe for us, the trouble is like that. It is long. We're in the mouth of the wild animal. It is long and slow and painful. Maybe it's Steady decline in health. Slow dissolving of a friendship or a marriage. Slowly realizing that your career will not bring fulfillment it is promised that trouble comes slow to us. Slow and steady for a long time. But this section begins with, Blessed be the Lord who has not left us alone, who has not left us to this trouble. This trouble could have killed me. It could have shipwrecked my whole life, but yet I am here today. The thing is that we need to see about this metaphor in specific is that you walk away from this kind of trouble and you have scars. You get wounded. There's trouble. But there, the Lord is with you to rescue you from the trouble. The last metaphor is a bird entangled in a trap. This is verse 7. It says this, We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. We see here that a bird is caught in a trap. He's unable to escape the trap on its own strength. And often, trouble comes in the same way. We feel like we're doing fine. But something traps us. We feel like, oh, I got the strength to get out of this on my own. But over and over again, you try with all your strength to get out. But, verse 7 tells us, this verse leaves us not at the trouble, but rejoices, for the Lord has freed our wings. He has rescued us from the trap. He has taken us out of the trouble, freed us from sin and shame that we may grow in Him. What we see in this psalm is that trouble comes in many different forms. All sorts of ways in life. And the psalmist gives us these examples to God's people 
not to discourage us, but quite the opposite. He shows us that at the depth of your trouble, understanding. Remember we talked about how Calvin talks about it touches on every single emotion of the human life, this book of Psalms does. And here we see that at the depth of your trouble, in the lowest point, when you are caught in the trap, when the waves of trouble are over your head, when your trouble feels like it has swallowed you whole, the Lord is there to help. He is there as your rescuer. This is a psalm of thanksgiving, thanking the Lord for all he has done for his people. Dawson Trotman, uh, I was partially named after him. He's the founder of the Navigators. And uh, if you haven't heard the story of his life, it's really remarkable, but he passed away at an early age of 50. And um, he died um, by drowning. And the story uh, talks about how he was on a boat with some campers, and essentially they hit a real choppy area, and he fell off with one of the campers. And he held up this girl in the, in the air so she could be saved, and he died doing that. And when you read about the story, one of the things I came across was this quote here. The bitter news of Dawson Trotman's drowning swept like cold wind across Strewn Lake, to the shoreline. Eyewitnesses tell of the profound anxiety, the tears, the helpless disbelief in the faces of those who now looked out across the deep blue water. Everyone's face except one, Lila Trotman, Dawson's widow, as she suddenly walked upon the scene of a close friend shouted, Oh, Lila, he's gone. Dawson's gone. To that she replied in calm assurance the words of Psalm 115. But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever He pleases. That all of our anguish, the sudden loneliness that normally consumes and cripples those who survive, did not invade that woman's heart. Instead, she leaned hard upon her sovereign Lord, who did what He pleased. This psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving for the help that we have received from the Lord amidst our trouble. We see that in this text, God is not. Our God is not a God who keeps us from every trouble. We could all go around the room today. I bet everyone in the room could say something very difficult they have walked through in their life. And this is the pain that has come with living in a fallen world. But at the same time, with the psalmist, we can recount, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. you're honest and you read a text like this some of us in the room will read this and say the lord doesn't seem to care about my trouble he doesn't he seems to be absent in my pain in my struggle how does he prove that he's on our side as i mentioned the psalmist begins and ends with very similar substance in this psalm in verse 8 He concludes with, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. In this psalm, we see God's presence, God's uh, personal presence at the top and the bottom of the psalm, kind of like bookmarking the entire thing, showing that He is personally involved in your trouble. He is personally present with you. You know, this is the Old Testament As New Testament believers, we know that this personal presence 
from the one who made heaven and earth, like the psalm says, actually comes truly in his son, Jesus. That he came, he took on flesh. We know he is on our side because he sent his son to die for us so that you and me may not be engulfed in the waters of this world, that we may not be swallowed whole by the wrath that was due to us. Instead, the Son of God took on flesh, fulfilling the law, so you would not have to face your ultimate trouble and my ultimate trouble, our penalty for sin. He took the penalty so you could be free. So now we will still encounter trouble in this broken world but we face it knowing god is on our side in our corner helping us along the way and he hates the trouble you're going through enough to send his son to begin the process of reversing the curse so one day god's people can look to a day when there will be no more trouble there will be no more pain he will make all things new But until that point, we look to Jesus, our true help in trouble. Tempted as we are to run from God, we will be faced with trouble much of our life. But we have a Savior who is able to empathize with his people. So remember, the Lord, and ultimately Jesus, is our help in times of need. Let us pray together. God, we thank you that you do not abandon us in our trouble. Despite the many things that come our way, we have a God who cares for his people. That does not allow the waters to engulf our lungs. That does not allow the trouble to swallow us whole. But God, you sent your own son to take upon our trouble that we deserved the penalty that we ultimately deserve for our rebellion against you. Father, as we come to your table today, we pray that you would remind us of all you have done for us, that we are not covered in shame or sin no longer, but we are covered by the righteousness of your Son, Jesus. And despite our facing trouble many days of our life, we have you, our God, who is there present, working in our lives. Father, we thank you for this table, for giving us this sacrament to be nourished by each week. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen.